This is Cody Smith, and you're listening to the Virtuous Coach Podcast. All right, what's going on, you guys? And welcome back to another amazing episode of the Virtuous Coach Podcast. And in today's episode, we are going to talk about how I am currently becoming a hybrid athlete. Now, um, before we jump into the show... First and foremost, as always, you guys, we are trying to grow this podcast. We are trying to expose ourselves to as many people as possible. So the way that you can help me do that is to just simply take a screenshot on your phone. You can post this on your Facebook story, your Instagram story, drop it in in your feed, whatever it may be. If this episode brings you any sort of value, I'm just going to ask one simple thing, and that is to take that screenshot and to post it so that your friends and family and coworkers, all people that are in your network, get an opportunity to be exposed to the information on this show. So again, take that screenshot, post it on your story, make sure to tag me in it. I'm at Coach Cody Smith on Instagram. Um, and again, do that just to, to help me to get this information out to more people. All right, so... Um, let's go ahead and jump into the information for today's show. So like I said, kind of in the intro, I am been chasing this idea and this thought of becoming what is deemed and called and labeled a hybrid athlete. Now, disclaimer, before we jump deep into this, I just want to share that I am but an amateur in this game of a hybrid athlete. My majority of my background comes primarily from being a competitive CrossFit athlete. But moving into this next phase of my life and my athletic career and my pursuit of higher levels of fitness, I've been chasing this thought of becoming a hybrid athlete. So um, I just want to tell you a quick story. So last year, about springtime, I was just kind of in this place where I was just floundering in like what my fitness was going to look like. You know, I'd spent years doing competitive CrossFit. And, and if you have known my story and followed me for any period of time, you know that I got to this place where I was extremely burnt out and injured and my body was busted up. I mean, I was spending four to five hours per day, also building a gym or building a business at the time. I was primarily running it by myself with a few helping hands. And then I had two small children. My wife worked full time as a nurse. I mean, it was just like everything you could possibly do to pour into the stress bucket. I was experiencing and then also uh, chasing competitive endeavors inside of the CrossFit space. So I spent a lot of time doing that, got to a point where I was essentially burnt out. One morning I was actually sitting on my couch and I was struggling to put my socks and shoes on my feet from just the, the pain in my hips. My lower back was so tight. My shoulders were so tight. I had trouble literally sitting, bringing my foot up to a 90 degree, dropping it across my knees so I could throw a shoe and a sock on. So I basically hung up that hat and, and stopped the pursuit of that. Then I spent a couple years just pursuing some of the fun stuff. You know, when you're chasing the competitive CrossFit dream, there, there traditionally there wasn't a lot of time spent doing, you know, what I would consider to be more low stress and, and what I consider fun now lifting, you know, and that's doing things like bodybuilding accessory work and, you know, chasing the pump and working to, to get more hypertrophy in the muscles. I just didn't spend a lot of time in that when I was doing competitive CrossFit because everything was spent doing Olympic lifting, powerlifting, hitting Metcons, hitting them hard, working on gymnastic skills, just all the things that come with being good in competition. I spent a lot of time working on those things. So spent a lot of time doing bodybuilding after the competitive CrossFit stuff. And I started to notice that I almost started to dread my training time 
and, and, and when that would come up because, you know, at the same time, still building a business, still building virtuous into what it is today. And I, I just would always find myself telling these stories of there's too much work to get done. I, I'm going to miss my workout today. Well, I just need to get 30 minutes in. And I just had no real purpose and direction inside of my training. Now, at the same time, I started to feel a little bit like a hypocrite because I had people around me that were coming in to train and to change their life and to get better. And here I am, their leader, struggling to stay consistent in my own training. I couldn't stick to a program. I just had all sorts of issues. So one day I was out in it, you know, this is by this time it was moving from spring into summer. And um, what I like to do during the summertime on like Saturdays is to get outside, enjoy some fresh air, cut my grass, like just be a total dad and 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 a total old man, if you will. And I was out cutting my grass. And when I'm cutting grass, I like to throw on my big huge, uh, I call it the patio, but it's like a big, huge straw hat. <clears throat> so I threw on my, my big, huge straw hat. I popped in some earbuds and I was listening to a podcast. Um, in that podcast, I was listening to this gentleman named Steve Weatherford, who was on a podcast called the Bear Performance Podcast with Nick Bear, who is the CEO and founder of uh, BPN, which is like a performance nutrition supplement company. Um, so Steve was on this show and, and I always try to listen to what Steve, I actually hired Steve to be my mentor now. But at the time, um, I really valued who Steve was because he was a a very boastful Christian. He was a big, strong guy, great father, just all the things that I strive to be every day. So I I kind of value how he lives life and and what he teaches and speaks about. So I was listening to this podcast, and they kept talking about uh, the host, Nick, and some of his, like, you know, his fitness endeavors and how he did endurance training, all these different things. So, you know, I... <clears throat> After I finished cutting grass, I was like, well, who is this Nick guy? And I went and looked him up on Instagram. And Nick is a six foot two, six foot three ish, tall. He's uh, extremely muscular, um, d- just uh, also a Christian, but he's a big, strong guy. But what I found the most fascinating about him <clears throat> is that he also did marathons, he did ultra runs, you know, he did a couple hundred mile ultra races, he did triathlons. He had done Ironmans, just all the things that most, you know, I, what I would consider fit and, and, and like jacked looking people just don't do well because of the, the, the amount of endurance training that has to go into those to get ready for him. So he was kind of breaking the mold. And he, what I found in his content was he was always talking about this thing called a hybrid athlete. So I started to dig more into this and come to find out there is a, a community of people out there that believe that you can do high level endurance training while also simultaneously gaining muscle and getting strong. Now, my knowledge inside of strength and conditioning around the science of strength and conditioning and building muscle and all these different things were basically conflicting disinformation um, because, there, you know, there's a crowd out there that talks about concurrent training and, and it kind of goes into like, you know, you can bring up both at the same time. Um, and, and I'll kind of jump into some, some differences between concurrent and hybrid training here in a bit. But uh, what I found was that these guys were breaking the mold and it reminded me a lot of like competitive CrossFit athletes and how they break the mold, how they can be above average, if not high level Olympic weightlifters, they can be high level power lifters while also doing CrossFit Metcons and low level endurance training. And to me, I was like, man, this hybrid athlete concept, maybe there's something to this. 
So I decided that I would just start kind of doing something like it. And, and then I found myself watching, Nick has a, a, a very successful vlog on YouTube. I started watching a lot of his vlogs and just really diving into his content and his information. And I was just like overwhelmed with this compelling argument of being a hybrid athlete and what that looked like. So I decided that I would put this thing to a test and I figured my first test would be to sign up for a half marathon. So Megan and I signed up for a half marathon and we completed it this past, uh, at the time of recording this, it is um, March of 2023. We did it in October of 2022. So I trained all through the spring and all through the summer. I continued doing Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, continue, continue doing CrossFit Metcons and Olympic weightlifting and powerlifting, but just my normal CrossFit style training and bodybuilding training that I do, but I added on half marathon training. So this meant I was running four days per week, anywhere between 45 to 90 minutes of endurance training four times per week on top of all these things. Now, what I did with my coaching brain was I tried to manage fatigue as much as possible and just paid attention to the amount of leg volume that I would do before these longer endurance runs that I would have on the weekends and stuff like that. But what I found was that I was able to complete my half marathon. I ran at about a seven to 720 minute per mile pace. And I ran a 144 half marathon while also snatching over a hundred kilos while also cleaning, jerking, um, over 125 kilos. And, uh, and, and, you know, doing my normal training on top of that. So I was able to get stronger, get better at CrossFit Metcons because I now had this very robust aerobic engine and at the same time complete this long endurance event. <clears throat> and, and I was just completely dumbfounded and it changed my entire look on what training can look like to, 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 to basically be a hybrid athlete. In fact, so much so that I started to take all of my individual clients and talk to them about this style of training. And, and a lot of them now have jumped on the train and doing a lower level form of hybrid training as well. And it's been pretty amazing. So I figured, again, I'm only into this journey. This is going on my second year of <clears throat> training in a hybrid way, but I figured it would be an awesome opportunity for those of you who listen to this show to, to just be exposed to it and understand just by definition, what the claims of a hybrid athlete are and, and what that can um, basically look like. So let's kind of, let, let's start to define what some of these terms actually mean. So the term hybrid athlete is is very popular. And I would say it's, it's a little bit newer um, on the scene and within the last few years. Um, a couple people to, to name a few who have really popularized this style of training. One in particular, obviously, is Nick Bear. He's CEO and founder of BPN Nutrition. He ran a sub three-hour uh, marathon and read uh, this, this one of the hardest ultra marathons that you can do, the Leadville 100. Um, David Goggins also completed that as well. But he also can um, squat 400 plus to deadlift 500 plus at the same time, which is a, an incredible feat. There's another gentleman named Fergus Crawley who basically was a, formal, a former powerlifter, but he has like a 600 kg squat and deadlift and bench total. And he also did like a sub six hour, 60 kilometer race in a, in a single day. So these guys are doing these incredible feats of both endurance and strength. And, and doing them well. So basically hybrid training, if we can kind of define this and throw a definition on it, hybrid training is a method where you basically simultaneously increase both your strength 
and your endurance performance using the two different training methods. Now, I've taken it a step further, um, and not only am I doing endurance training and resistance training, but I'm also throwing in and utilizing CrossFit methodologies uh, or CrossFit methods and participating in Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu training. So I've kind of taken it a step further. And, but typically the most common like hybrid training uh, style approaches are just doing resistance training along with either longer endurance running and cycling. <clears throat> now, traditionally, you got to understand that it's been thought that you can only have one or the other. And, and a lot of this belief comes down to previous studies where um, there was one in like 1980. I believe the researcher's last name was um, Hickson. But in a study, they tested whether training for both strength and endurance would have basically a detrimental impact on performance. In a study, it did. And, in, in, you know, in both the strength only group and the cohort to perform strength and running, um, the strength and running group eventually plateaued. Now, <clears throat> what they kind of deemed this, uh, like, what the terminology they threw in this was is this thing called the interference effect, which is basically when you participate in both, they start to interfere with each other. Now, looking deeper at this study myself, what I've basically found inside of the study is that the intensity in which they did it is what caused this interference effect and, and why they were able to um, run into plateaus. Now, what I think hybrid athletes are doing very, very well is actually managing fatigue. And you see this in a CrossFit space is that originally that Olympic lifters kind of would scoff and, and make fun of higher level CrossFitters saying that they'll never be competitive weightlifters. And what actually happened over time is as CrossFitters got better and better and more efficient and managing fatigue and balancing the programming to do all these things, you started to see CrossFitters that would complete, compete at the world level. I mean, one, the CrossFit Games champion, Tia Claire Toomey, she lifted for the, in the Olympics for Australia which is an incredible thing to say, like she's winning the CrossFit Games and also competing in Olympic lifting at the highest stage that you can possibly make it on. Um, so I, I found that extremely fascinating. Now, the thing to consider about hybrid training, and I, and I think where people commonly go wrong in understanding this, is that the, you know, the common thing that people will say is a negative is that you'll never actually get to the highest level in any of those things. Right. Like you can't like a, you're 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 not going to be world class in anything. But what they're failing to miss is that being a hybrid athlete is not a pursuit of highest the highest level in all things. Right. Like I'm not trying to, you know, be a be running at the Boston Marathon in the top 10. That's not something I'm trying to do. I think we need to remember that you can't be world class in all things. But we're not claiming to be. What I'm trying to do inside of my hybrid training and what I believe a lot of other hybrid athletes are trying to do is that they're just trying to be really good, if not above average in all things. And for me, I was talking to uh, the manager of my team, Tanya, who I had on the show a few episodes ago. And what I was telling her is that for me, when I was originally attracted to CrossFit style training about 10 years ago, it was because I was blown away at how able you can be as a CrossFitter. Meaning you can run, you can jump, you can be strong, you can be powerful, you can be explosive, you can be conditioned, all these things through CrossFit or functional fitness style training. To me, I look at hybrid athletes as, I think it is incredible to think that a hybrid athlete, what I can personally do right now is I can snatch big weight, I can clean and jerk big weight, I can squat, I can deadlift, I can bench, and then I can turn around and I can go be aerobic and enduring for 
over two hours. I mean, literally a few months ago, I woke up at 5 a.m. and I went on a 10-mile run and then within an hour later came into the gym and performed across at Metcon and still was able to be, in the, be at the top amongst all the people on our team. And that's, that's, you know, that's not my ego talking. That's just purely just the facts of what took place that day. It's immediately following a 10-mile run, I was able to come and perform a CrossFit Metcon that had Olympic lifting, that had gymnastics, that had jump rope, had all these different things, and it was a long, grinding, aerobic-style Metcon, was able to come and to perform it very, very well. Now, is that ideal? Is that good training all the time? No, but it was something that I was able to complete that in the past, that was something that I would not even be close to be able to do. So currently, the things that I'm basically combining together is bodybuilding. Keeping in mind, guys, I'm not trying to go stand on stage in the Olympia and be the most shredded guy on the stage or the biggest bodybuilder. I'm combining powerlifting. I'm not looking to go compete at the world or the national level in powerlifting. I'm combining Olympic lifting. I'm combining CrossFit, marathon training, and Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. Now, again, I'm not trying to be world-class at these things, nor do I claim to be. But the goal for me and how I approach this and why would I would encourage anybody who has the time to train like this is that I all think of this, I think of this as just having pure ability. I want to be more able than most of the people that I am around in any given period of time. And I would say that that is absolutely something that you could call a true statement right now. Now, I think that I want to kind of to, to, to kind of put differences out there is that people will often group this style of training, right? Hybrid training versus or hybrid training and concurrent training. They speak it. They speak on these as if they are the same thing. Now, with my current understanding, the way that these differ is that concurrent training is basically when you are doing aerobic, you know, endurance style work or conditioning and strength training at the same time. But you are doing these in a way to take one to enhance the other, meaning sprinters and high level track and field athletes do strength training to be better track and field athletes. So they do just enough to elicit a response on one side. Not trying to, you know, do they get stronger? Do they gain more muscle? Sure. But are they specifically using, like trying to get better at lifting and running? No, they were using their lifting and their strength training to be better runners. And what hybrid athletes are trying to do and what I'm trying to do is I'm trying to simultaneously raise all of these things at the same time. Now, um, where I think that is fascinating to me is that that allows me, again, it goes down to ability. I want to be more able than most. Now, that's not even taken into consideration what hybrid training or, or just like what the benefits of aerobic training have had inside of my, my life inside of my crossfitting metcons and stuff like that a perfect example is that at the time of recording this we're just coming out of the 2023 like crossfit open now did i compete as a regional level athlete no but i didn't anyways when i was doing crossfit competitive stuff anyways i was always kind of the you know i would say really above average but not quite good enough to be at regional level yet um now this year, we completed a couple workouts that I did back in, you know, the, the higher level 
the peak of my competitive endeavors inside of competitive CrossFit. And this year, I was able to beat scores and still be one of the top guys at the gym, keeping in mind that I'm only doing a couple Metcons a week. I'm not grinding and doing things like I used to, but what I am doing is doing a lot of running and endurance training. And that endurance just that ability to know that I can hold a 140 to 160 heart rate for hours and hours has had just huge carryover inside of um, my training here. So um, now, something I want to throw at you guys too and why I think that even more consideration can be chased or can be put upon just like the, you know, my encouragement for those of you out there who are interested in this style of training, why I think it can be good for you is that I would argue that hybrid training has been one of the best things that I've ever done for my mental health. Now, I know that there are a bunch of things that you can do for your mental health that maybe don't require you to put um, this amount of time into training, but just kind of let me speak on this a little bit. I have found that my mental health has been significantly improved on days where I train like a hybrid athlete through and through. And on days where I'm basically doing both of these things, but I don't run and do, you know, uh, all of my strength and conditioning every single day. Sometimes I have run days and then sometimes I have run days and strength and conditioning days. But let me tell you this, guys, <clears throat> as I dove into why this was when I was preparing for this show today, um, I was blown away by the amount of research that has been done. And, and more recently, there was a study in 2019 that found aerobic exercise and, and aerobic exercise lasting in durations of 45 minutes to two to 120 minutes had significant positive effects on your mental health via your self-esteem, anxiety, eating disorders, insomnia, just your mental health in general can be vastly improved through longer endurance pieces. Now we already know that strength training and just exercise in general has positive benefits. But if we throw long duration endurance training on top of that, that significantly increases the positive effects on your mental health. Now I have some, I have some assumptions why that is. Now I think when approaching that conversation of aerobic training and mental health, we have to talk, we have to give some context here. So I would argue that aerobic training is good for your mental health for a number of reasons. But one in particular that I have found for me is that the way that I like to do my 60 to 90 minutes of aerobic training that I do a few times a week is I like to do it unplugged. Meaning, a prime example is yesterday morning, woke up 5 a.m., did coffee, did scripture reading, all of my morning study, kind of my morning routine. And then I was out the door and on the road by about 5.30 to start my run. I went and ran seven miles, and while I did that, I did that unplugged, no earphones, no music, no book, nothing. Now, what happens is that for the first 10, 15, 20 minutes, my mind is racing as it often is, as yours likely is all the time. My attention span is all over the place. But what happens is I start to get in a flow state, and it becomes this thought and meditation time for me where I can sit, I can think. I can think on ambitions, I can think on goals, I can reflect on my day, my weeks, um, just anything that I need to kind of think through. I have this hour to two hour block of time where I can just think and be pretty meditative. So we know that meditation and thinking and journaling and all these different things have positive benefits on lowering all you know, stress hormones involved. So I have found that running has been another opportunity for, be to, for me to be meditative. 
And this has been huge on days where I feel stressed. I almost always feel completely relieved of my stress after I feel after I finish my endurance work. So now who's this for? It, it, who is hybrid training for? It's kind of the next thing that I wanted to talk about. And then I want to talk about how you can basically do this and how I have currently done this well inside of my own training. So keep in mind, if you're thinking maybe I want to be a hybrid training, a hybrid training style person, there's some questions that you have to keep in mind, or there's some, some questions that you have to basically work yourself through is, do you have the time and does your lifestyle and work schedule, uh, going to be able to allow you to do this? Because to do hybrid style training well, you're, you're, so on some days you will be doing double days and you have to have 60 to 90 minutes extra on top of your current training regimen. Um, I like to personally put somewhere between four and six hours in between my runs in the morning and my strength training in the afternoon. And that has worked well for me, but a lot of research kind of leads more to like six to eight. So just kind of keep in mind, you've got to have time in your schedule to be able to do both. Ideally, a lot of your training also has to be kind of separated to where maybe you're doing strength training on one day and you're doing your endurance on other days. So that means that you have to have another day per week that you can come in and you can do the training that you need to do. Another thing to consider is does your nutrition and recovery support being able to, you know, have anywhere between, you know, 90 minutes to three hours of training per day? Obviously, this is I'm grouping these two session durations together, but do you practice good and proper nutrition and do you have the proper recovery protocols via mobility, flexibility work? Are you doing myofascial release via foam rolling, lacrosse ball, massage gun, whatever it may be? Do you have the proper things put in place or are you willing to to be able to do this? Because this is a must because you are putting the recovery debt significantly higher on your body through this style of training. Um, now, strength training for me, true strength training, I'm not talking about my bodybuilding stuff, has been for the most part lower repetition just to keep down on the amount of volume that I do as I play the juggling act between all those things. So making sure that that is something that you are, are um, prepared and okay with is very, very important to keep in mind. Now, how I am currently week to week, basically, working my hybrid training kind of goes like this. And I think a lot of hybrid athletes do something very, very similar. Um, I am currently doing either an upper-lower split or full-body style routine for strength training three to four days per week. Now, inside of that strength training, I am, that typically will start off with an Olympic lift and some accessories to that to get primed. I'll usually have one to two compound main movements. This can be, after my Olympic lift, it could be something like a snatch and maybe I have a lower rep back squat percentage work <clears throat> immediately following that. And then I will often finish with some accessory or assistance work, one to two exercises. And then inside of those three to four days per week, I usually have one to two of them when I perform a CrossFit style Metcon, somewhere between 10 and 20 minutes. Um, I am being very, very cautious inside of my training week to week of how much lower body volume I do in accordance with my run routine. So Keeping in mind, I'm doing strength training three to four days a week, and that's kind of just a basic template. Keep in mind, guys, that changes a lot based off of my mileage now because, again, 
hybrid athletes. I'm not, we're not saying that we're going to go and run 10 miles and just slap a strength program on top of that. There has to be a balance in fatigue management inside of that. So I keep my strength training to three to four days with that typical template, Metcon one to two days per week. But as far as running is concerned, for me, I am only, I'm in a marathon prep right now. We have a marathon in about six weeks from the time of recording this. So mileage for me right now is between 30 and 40 miles per week. I, I have a, you know, a 16 mile long run this weekend. So knowing that and taking that into mind, typically most weeks I will start most of my more intense running and lifting in the beginning of the week when my, uh, basically my recovery tank is filled the most. And um, for me, that's going to be, I like to do my speed days in the beginning of the week when I am most fresh. Then the remaining three weeks, and my speed days are typically, I, I, I adhere to zone heart rate training. So my speed days, I will spend majority of the time on a speed day working, usually like a perfect example of how this worked from this week was I started off with a three mile zone two run. So a zone two, true zone two training, which is, I probably should do a podcast on that. A true zone two training run is I'm spinning, my heart rate is between 120 and like 145, which means that I can do the entire run breathing through my nose. I can have a conversation. My wife and I can go run, you know, 10, 12 miles at a zone two, and we're just having a conversation and talking the entire time, but we're just, we're moving and we have a nice slow pace. For me, that's usually like a nine minute mile-ish pace. Um, running slow on purpose, just you accumulate volume. So uh, my speed day this week started off with a three mile zone two run. And then I had I had a two mile threshold or zone four to five run. So I went from about a nine mile, nine minute per mile pace to about a 630 to 715 minute per mile pace for that two mile straight. And then I finished with an additional three miles at zone two. So that was kind of an example of my speed day. Now the, the mileage that I have for the remaining of this week is I have uh, a seven mile, an eight mile, a nine mile, I'm sorry, a seven mile, an eight mile, and then a 16 mile run to finish the week. So those will all be zone two training blocks. Now, keeping in mind, you can see more intense work and then the longer duration zone two stuff was towards the back half of the week. Um, so that's kind of an example of my run. So I will do those early in the morning and then on my speed days, um, I typically will keep the, I will do the leg volume after, I will do my, my lower body stuff, like the heavier lower body stuff after my speed day, about four to five hours later, because I know I don't want to be running for hours on end on sore legs, especially kind of gritting through 16 miles. So that's just kind of an example of how I balance those things. My runs are always done between 5.30 a.m. and 6 a.m. start time. And then my strength training is typically done sometime after like 12 or 1 p.m. on the days that I strength train. On my 16-mile day, I do not like to do anything else. So I will typically strength train the day before, and then my long runs I like to do on Saturdays. And um, I, do, I typically will do no strength training with that because I want to make sure that I'm managing fatigue and recovery inside of that. So that is just an example of how I currently do this and how I'm currently approaching that. I also perform Brazilian, Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu training twice per week. That is also usually three to four hours after any sort of training, whether it be a run or a resistance training block. Um, I am very, very on top of my nutrition. My coach right now, his name is Brandon. Um, 
Whitehead and I work with uh, Taylor Coaching Method um, as my nutrition coaching company. My good friend Cody McBroom runs that company. And uh, Coach Brandon makes sure that uh, right now my calories are about 3,500 calories. I eat anywhere between 440 and 460 carbohydrates every single day. So, um, and then I also spend 10 minutes per day performing mobility and recovery work. So I've got all the things dialed in while also being an entrepreneur, a dad, a husband, and a leader inside of my team. So I'm managing all these things and I'm very, very meticulous with them. And that is because to be a true hybrid athlete, you have to be. Um, So you guys, that is kind of my thoughts on what a hybrid athlete can and, and should look like for most people. Again, I am newer into this space. There are far more intelligent people around this style of training. I named a few of them at the beginning of this show. All of them have a slightly different but similar approach, but the thought process behind it is all the same. So you guys, I hope this show was valuable to you and you were able to learn something. Um, As always, please take a screenshot and share it so that we can get this information out to more people. And I appreciate you guys joining me on today's episode and we will see you on the next show. Thank you so much for spending time with me today and tuning into the Virtuous Coach Podcast. I release episodes every single week. Make sure to hit that subscribe button so you don't miss out on any. You can learn more about me by following me over at Instagram and Facebook at Coach Cody Smith. Lastly, and before you go, I would love your help. Please head on over to iTunes and leave the show a five-star rating and review. This is how we grow the show and continue to bring impactful information to you. Thanks again for tuning in. We will see you on the next episode.